Welcome to the most epic holly jolly Christmas showdown. I'm Amanda Figueroa. And I'm Adriana York, formerly Figueroa. And we are two sisters who love Christmas and competition. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome. All right. We are chugging along with our Miracles of Christmas category. But like always, before we get started, what was your weekly Christmas cheer? Well... (laughs) I don't know about anybody else out there, but Halloween this year was an absolute bust. Yeah. We had, like, two groups of kids, and that was it. Yeah. And I'm actually pretty upset because we had some trash candy that we were trying to get rid of, um, and (laughs) nobody came. So now we have good candy, yes, but also, like, trash candy in the house. Yeah, it's like the pinata candy. Yeah. Um... But anyways, while, you know, we were sitting out there in the freezing cold waiting for children to come by, my parents and I, we devised a scheme so that we could decorate early for Christmas Mm -hmm. and then still kind of like, you know, market our house for trick-or-treaters next year for Halloween. Yeah. Um, But basically, yeah, my parents have finally come around to decorating for Christmas in October. (laughs) I think that's good, considering the grand plans that they always have, and we never have enough time. No. See, the way that our family has always done Christmas decorations is that we always think that, like, Friday, Black Friday, we would just decorate the entire house inside and out, but there has been about um, 29 years worth of decorations (laughs) accumulated. (laughs) Guys, like an entire attic in our garage that's that's just one spot like um the harvest stuff gets like one corner yeah but we also have christmas we have an entire closet in the second floor of our home dedicated to christmas stuff as well and i think we have some stuff in the study or no we took that stuff out of the study yeah scratch that but then there's still more stuff in the garage that they just bought and then i know that there's at least two more big decorations that they're planning on buying this year is it black santa yeah we're getting black santa yes <laughs> if you guys want to know about black santa go to home depot they have a talking like life-size black santa and he's amazing he's so cute yeah he looks like one of our uncles yeah legit <laughs> so that's my weekly christmas cheer is that next year our christmas decorating is going to start really early yeah and my weekly christmas cheer is just that hallmark and great american family have started um showing their christmas movies they started early october before halloween and i've just been hitting the christmas movies hard like aside from the ones that we're covering i'm just watching them and I was sitting with my mom one morning, and she was looking at the Christmas movie, watching it with me, and she's like, I just want to start decorating. And I'm like, that's the spirit. Yeah. That's where I want to be right now mentally. Yeah. I think we honestly might start decorating. I think so, too. I told our mom that I was like, I'll get into the attic this weekend. 
just to break down the inside stuff and start on the inside. Yeah. And like, let's get the inside done and then we can focus all of our attention on the outside. Yeah, we need to start early because especially that that movie that we were just watching before we came up here. Yeah. Um, And some of the commercials that come on, yeah. they really have been giving me some grand ideas and I'm like... I just want to get going. Like, forget fall. I know that we just put up the fall decorations, like, last week. Those need to go up in August. <laughs> Honestly, they do. Like, uh, but I think the first day of fall is, what, in September? Uh, yeah, it's on my birthday. That's yeah. the first day of fall. <laughs> September 22nd. Yeah. So, I mean, I know we've had the fall up for a week, but Christmas is more important. Christmas just gets me in a better mood. I do like the fall decorations. Like, I want to give them their moment to shine, but, like, it's hard. don't literally shine like Christmas decorations, you know? So yeah. I'm just so excited to see Eleni looking at all the lights. Yeah, that's going to be fun. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, before we jump into the summary, just a quick reminder of how our episodes work. So we are going to give a fairly detailed summary of the movie. Today we are looking at The Christmas Note. Um, So if you are not one who enjoys spoilers, don't listen to the summary. Pause here. Go find the movie. You can watch it um, on Hallmark Movies Now. Is that what it's called? Hallmark Movies Now. Yeah, Hallmark Movies Now. Or if you have like a TV subscription, you can go to Hallmark Channel Um, And as long as you have the Hallmark Channel with your TV subscription, then you can watch it online or you can watch it on cable. Yeah. Um, You can also watch it on Fubo TV, Philo, again, Sling TV. um, And then it's available anywhere else, but it would be for rent, like Voodoo, YouTube, Amazon Prime, Apple TV. All those are for... um, for rent for like two ninety nine or three ninety nine, but I think Fubo is a free app, right? You can watch things for free. I think so, and if not, I'm sure it has like a seven day free trial. Yeah, just so. keep making a new email. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so those are the other places you can look if you don't have cable. Yes. Um. So if you don't like spoilers, go to one of those places and watch the movie, and then come back to the episode. But if you don't mind a little spoiler, then keep listening. We're going to tell you a good bit about the movie. And then after that, we're going to go into our scores. We have five different categories in how we rate our movies. They are plot, main character, aesthetic, overall Christmas cheer, and supporting characters. And so with that, let's get into it. All right. So The Christmas Note. This is a 2015 Hallmark Movies and Mysteries original movie. And it was based off of the book, The Christmas Note, by Donna Van Leer, which was published in 2011. It's not important, but I think it helps with understanding the aesthetic of the movie. I don't know. Um, yeah. The movie starts with a woman, Gretchen, moving back into her hometown, Wilsonville, with her son, Ethan. Her mom, Vivian, comes by to help unpack and encourage her daughter that she will find a job. It is here we learn that Gretchen's husband is or was in the military. We don't really know the situation yet. We just know he's not there. Ethan runs over next door to help his neighbor 
with the groceries and say hi and just meet the neighbor. We learn the neighbor's name is Melissa and she likes to keep to herself. Gretchen ends the night with reading Ethan Twas the Night Before Christmas, where Ethan begins to miss his dad because he would read the stories to him and they would make changes as they would go. They would basically make up a story, not even make changes. They would just make up a story. Yeah. And so it just made him miss his dad. (laughs) The next day, Gretchen and Vivian head over to Betty's bakery, where Gretchen expresses to Betty her worries about work. A man, Robert Layton, comes in and Betty kind of pushes the idea to hire Gretchen and Robert says he will keep it in mind. Gretchen and Ethan go into this store, Wilson's Collective, where they see Melissa, where she kind of gives them the cold shoulder. Gretchen is at home with Ethan, who is writing his letter to Santa, when there's a knock at the door. It is a man looking for Melissa and he turns out to be the landlord of Melissa's mom, Ramona. His news is that Ramona passed away and that Melissa needs to clean out the apartment by the following Friday. Gretchen is left with the address and the key and the tough news she now has to share. Gretchen is obviously uncomfortable but knows she has to share the news, and so that night she goes over and tells Melissa of her mom's passing. Melissa's hard exterior begins to crumble as the realization sinks in. Gretchen offers to help Melissa with clearing the apartment if it is too hard to get through. Melissa takes the address but forgets to take the key as she closes the door. So that is the end of that night. The next morning, Melissa stops by Gretchen's house and takes Gretchen up on her offer to help. They go to the apartment where Melissa finds a letter from her mom to her, Melissa, and learns that her mom had another child before her and she gave up that child for adoption. The letter sends Melissa into a spiral of confusion and more grief. The following day, Gretchen takes Ethan to school where she mentions that she was a teacher and can volunteer when needed. Gretchen then goes to Robert Layton's office where he confesses that Betty has been sending sweets nonstop and to make it stop, he is willing to give Gretchen an interview. He ends up hiring Gretchen as a part-time research assistant because he cannot afford to do anything else and Gretchen takes it. Gretchen runs into Melissa at Betty's and Melissa again asks for Gretchen's support as her mom's memorial is that day gretchen goes with her and they continue to ponder over this mysterious child and melissa laments over the fact that she did not talk to her mom in 10 years gretchen who we find out from vivian is also adopted and she's really moved by this whole situation so she gets the idea to help melissa find her long-lost sibling The two begin to go through the boxes of her mom's things and find this framed blurry picture of Ramona and a random child and a letter from an old friend of Ramona's, Kay. They go to find Kay, where she mentions to Melissa that Ramona moved back into town just to keep an eye on Melissa, but did not want to disrupt Melissa's life after all those years. So... I don't think I mentioned it. Melissa didn't know her mom was living in the same town as her. Yeah. 
So. How long was her mom living in the town? Um, I don't think they ever said how long, but it was long enough that, like, there were people that knew that she was back for a while. Mm. Kay, however, was not aware of this mysterious child that Ramona had, nor had she seen the boy in the blurry photo. We pan over to Gretchen's house where she is having dinner with Ethan, Vivian, and Phil, Gretchen's dad and Vivian's ex-husband. Vivian makes smart little quips at Phil, but Gretchen knows better that her mom is interested in her dad again. Very interesting situation. Yeah. Gretchen goes back over to Melissa's house and finds a sports pendant and another person who may be a valuable resource, Mrs. Schweiger. We actually see this Mrs. Schweiger in Betty's bakery purchasing sweets the next day, and she passed by Gretchen and Melissa as they walked in, but they did not notice her. So, Unfortunate. Yeah. Later on, Melissa is at home looking at her mom's old pictures, which makes her emotional. It is then Ethan knocks on the door because he has decorations that might cheer her up. Melissa is comforted by Ethan's cheery and kind personality. And they just continue to put up decorations. We pan over to Gretchen's house, which is happening at the same time. And we see that Vivian gets Gretchen housewarming flowers and something about them has Gretchen hurrying next door. It turns out those same flowers were placed at the memorial and they could recognize it by this silver ribbon that was around it. Yeah, it was like the local um, florist's signature is to use a silver ribbon. Yes. And it turns out that this local florist has a shop, Fern's Flower Shop. The two head over to Fern's Flower Shop where the owner shares the name of the woman who bought those flowers, Kelly Robinson. They meet Kelly, but it becomes clear that she is too old to be the mysterious sibling, but Melissa ends up being comforted to know that someone cherished hanging out with her mom, Ramona. Melissa heads over to Gretchen's house that night while she is cooking dinner when Gretchen gets a call from a Kyle who says he is coming home for Christmas. Vivian and Gretchen are excited, but Melissa is much like the watching audience, confused. (laughs) It turns out Kyle is Gretchen's husband, who was severely injured in battle and was recovering in Germany, hence why they moved in the first place. So now things are coming together. Melissa is horrified because she thought he was dead from how they spoke about it and feels super guilty about never asking about Gretchen or her life. Dude, everyone thought he was dead. I thought he was dead. Everyone. Like, I think even (laughs) her own parents thought he was dead. Like, that's how she would make it seem. Okay, keep going. (laughs) Gretchen um, chases Melissa down and asks what's going on and melissa shares her disgust with not with being so consumed with her own grief gretchen is super understanding and even tells melissa that she is a part of her family now and she is important ethan comes over and mentions that if 
Melissa finds her brother. Can he get the Wilson Warriors hat that the boy was wearing in the photo? And that's when Melissa and Gretchen realize that maybe the boy played for the local baseball team, which is the Wilson Warriors. <laughs> she, Gretchen was like, I didn't even notice that hat. It's like, like you studied. Melissa's like, photo. I didn't even know they had a baseball team. <laughs> I was like, you work at the store. Yeah. The next day, the two go to Betty's again, where Betty learns that the Ramona that they keep talking about is Ramona McCreary, a former employee. Betty mentions Ramona's best friend, Lori. And so Melissa and Gretchen go and meet with Lori. Turns out Lori knew about the pregnancy and even lived with Ramona for most of the pregnancy, but Ramona left towards the end of her pregnancy, and when she came back, there was no baby. Ethan continues to help spruce up Melissa's house in order to cheer her up, and Melissa gets a call that her employee got into a snowboarding accident. She goes to see him and check up on him um, just to see how he's doing. Where she runs into Mrs. Schweiger, her employee's grandmother, and the very woman that they had been looking for. Mrs. Schweiger turned out to be her old babysitter, and she recognized the boy in the photo, Bruce, and tells Melissa where to find him. Melissa and Gretchen go to find Bruce, and he shares that he is the boy in the photo. But he is not Melissa's brother. He actually met Ramona because when he was 10 years old, he got into a bike accident and got hurt. And Ramona saw it, took him to the hospital, and waited with him until his parents came to the hospital. Um, He was so thankful that he gave Ramona his sports pendant and invited her to a game. And she ended up coming to one of his games, and that's when they took the picture together, hence why she had it. Bruce is moved by the mission, and he sends him to none other than Robert Layton, the now boss of Gretchen. Gretchen and Melissa go to Robert Layton and share their story, and he agrees to help. Melissa confides in Gretchen about how her mom and her moved constantly when she was younger. So when Melissa turned 18, her mom stated, they were moving again, and Melissa said no. And after that, they stopped talking for 10 years. We then move to Gretchen in her house, and she is talking to Kyle, her husband, and he shares that his release has been delayed, and he won't be home for Christmas. Gretchen goes to Betty's, where Vivian, Phil, and Melissa are, and they're baking cookies for an event. And she shares the news. That night, Gretchen tells Ethan, and he is very distraught because that's all he asked Santa for or for Christmas. Melissa finds Ethan's letter, which was left on the floor at Wilson's, and goes to Bruce, who happened to be in the military and worked for this wish bank, which is a company that helps make wishes true. As in, like, help people get something that they really wanted. Robert calls Melissa and prepares her with the possibility that they might not find anything as his work has been futile. 
Robert keeps digging and somehow finds something, and he asks for both Gretchen and Melissa to come down to his office. Robert received a document for the adoption of Ramona's first child, and it states that there was a prearranged adoption between Ramona and Vivian and Phil White, a.k.a. Gretchen's parents. Yes, Gretchen is Melissa's long-lost sister. Gretchen and Melissa go to tell Vivian and Phil of the news, and everyone is super excited. They all head over to the Wilsonville Wonderland Celebration, where Ethan's teacher goes and finds Gretchen and informs her that she will be on maternity leave in the spring and would need a long-term substitute, which is the kind of job Gretchen wanted. For the Christmas tree lighting, Ethan is chosen to flip the switch and he and Gretchen are called on stage. After the tree is lighted, Kyle comes out from behind the tree and the family is reunited. Gretchen realizes that Melissa was the one who arranged for Kyle to come home. Melissa gives Gretchen a picture of their mom, Ramona, as a Christmas present, and that's the end of the Christmas note. Yep. Yep. Amanda, can I just say? Yeah. That summary was was very well done. Oh, thank you. I enjoyed it. I think you did really well with it. Because of like the big surprise at the end, I felt like I had to grab every detail. And I was really proud of myself. I watched that movie twice, and the second time I was like, I'm writing this summary. And I just yeah, went in. And it was very well done. Like, I will say that was like a very accurate, detailed description of the movie. Thank you. Um, second thing, so we have plans to, you know, make this podcast... A more enjoyable experience mm-hmm. for you listeners mm-hmm. and one of them is hopefully eventually <laughs> when we figure it out <laughs> is to get video up as well yes um and i think you guys would really enjoy it because that entire time like I didn't need to add anything into the summary, but it just brought me back to the movie. (laughs) I could see where she was, like, trying to hold in some laughter, or she was like, oh, like, that moment. Yeah, we're definitely working on it. All right, anywho, let's get into it. Plot. I have some (laughs) things to say about it. (laughs) I have so many things to say about it. Okay. Okay. Let's just go over our scores and then we'll just go. What what'd you score it? I gave it a nice three candy canes out of five. I uh, also gave it a nice three candy canes out of five candy Great. canes. Great. So what I liked about it was that it was different. I mean, like... Yeah. What... I can't tell you another movie where, like, a mom has passed, left a note, and was like, you have a sibling out there and then they decide to go find the sibling (laughs) yeah i definitely liked that part of the of the plot i thought again it was a completely selfless thing on gretchen's end to do that and so yeah it was definitely a different hallmark movie i don't think i've ever seen anything like it and i had to give it props for that which is why i went with three but there was 
a lot with the plot that needed to be explained. Yeah. 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 And I will say another thing that I did enjoy about it was mm-hmm. that there wasn't like a love interest. Yes. So that was like pleasant to just see like friendship in the end we learn sisterhood. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than like it was some like the guy frozen. chasing after a girl. It's like the frozen mm-hmm. of Hallmark, you know? Yeah. Where it was just a movie about the love of sisters. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So it was sweet. Um <laughs> What what did you feel like needed to be addressed? Like do tell. I, I'm not sure what you're meaning. <laughs> Um, so here are a couple things. Um, Ramona grew up in that town and yet somehow she's so mysterious that like Betty, who knows everyone, doesn't know who she is. No, Betty knew who she was when she said her name. She knew a Ramona. How many Ramonas do you know? Did she say her name? They've been, they said at the beginning, they were were looking for a Ramona. Because it sounded like she was like, wait, did you say... Her name was Ramona? Like, it was the first time she'd ever heard it. No, I think that she learned of Melissa's last name, Melissa McCreary. But she's like, are you talking about Ramona McCreary? Like, I did. I thought she said something like, I didn't know that was the Ramona you were looking for. How many freaking Mar- Ramonas do you know? That's, like, not a popular name. Yeah. I don't think in any decade. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, also... On Melissa's point, she was in this town when she was young, like a kid, Mm -hmm. because people knew her from when she was a little kid. She had a Mm -hmm. babysitter. Then they moved around, and then they came back when she was 18, at least. Like, you know, know, I I don't know if it was before that or not, but then she didn't want to leave, and her mom was going to move again, and that's why they stopped talking. So she's been in this town for 10 plus years, and she doesn't know anyone? Yeah. Yeah, like when Melissa was like, do you have anybody to call to help? And she's like, no, no one. It's like, bro, seriously? Like, I don't think no no store is really worth it to not have any friends. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> she says she's a self-proclaimed workaholic. And it's like, you work at a retail store. Like a manager at a retail store. You did that. I was a manager at a retail store, and I definitely had friends in a life outside of it. Yeah. (laughs) I loved my job, but I still had other things that I loved. (laughs) Um, And then on Vivian's end, I'm like, Vivian, I think you're kind of the true villain. I don't care if she didn't know. She could have used context clues to have helped. Yeah. So you're telling me... Okay, also... When were they going to... I mean, I kind of like that they didn't give us anything. Yeah. But because they gave us absolutely nothing uh-huh. that Gretchen was adopted. Yeah. Like, Vivian then, like, said it, like, offhand at the very beginning of the movie. And did you, she? Yeah, and you missed it. I didn't notice it until I was writing down the summary. Wait, so what did she say at the beginning? Like, Melissa's like, I don't know why she would give her child up for adoption and she they're like well vivian's like well sometimes people like know that they can't do it at that moment like and it really helps other people i mean and i think something like that's what happened with us like she didn't mention that gretchen was adopted but in the context she mentioned that she 
had a child that was adopted, a.k.a. Gretchen. But it was Ugh. in the most offhand statement. They did it the Hallmark thing where it's like, let me not actually say anything, but let me just say words. Yeah. And I'm Ugh. just thinking like, Vivian, you idiot. No, literally. <laughs> like, even if you didn't know who the parent was, oh, she had a child around this time. And that's around the time that I adopted my kid. Think, Vivian. <laughs> okay, but no, seriously, like, they mention at the end of the movie, like, oh, you know how we had mentioned about maybe going to find my birth mother? It didn't cross their minds, like, oh, maybe this is her birth mother. Yeah, I just felt like Vivian didn't want that. Like, this is the vibe that I got. Vivian didn't want Gretchen to find her mom, her birth mom. Yeah. You know? And she gave absolutely zero help. No, the entire time she's crushing on her ex-husband, which I'm like... I wonder if that's why they threw that little, like, subplot in there. Is basically to be like, oh, yeah, they didn't think about it because they were so, like, like enamored with each other. It's so stupid. It's stupid because they're how old? Yeah, and I hated that subplot. No, me too. <laughs> why was it there? Um, newsflash... We don't care. We don't care. <laughs> we wanted to find the sibling. And Vivian, you could have helped more. They had literally their own scenes of flirting. Yeah. And I'm like, unnecessary. I don't care. <laughs> Anyways. And then can we talk about how <laughs> everybody and their mother thought that her husband was dead honestly she acted like he was dead i know and i i understand that they were doing it for like the plot twist but i'm like thinking how morbid it is that the son because i that's this is my thought process i was like wow how morbid that the son's asking santa for his dad to come home for christmas and he's dead dude i was thinking the same thing and i was like that's tough man like you need to have a heart to heart with him because I thought he was dead. Yeah. And then. <laughs> and then she's like, no, he's been alive. He's just injured in Germany. And I'm like, so why is it life or death? Dude. Why'd you treat it like life or death? And then when he couldn't come home, she like went into like a complete like meltdown. Like she said, he's not coming home. The word for word. He's not coming home. I'm like great gretchen he's alive he's coming home a week later like i understand if especially if his deployment was like a couple years like i understand not seeing a loved one for that length of time and like just wanting them home but he's coming home he is coming home and then she shares that it's just delayed it's just it was another stupid subplot that we did not need honestly you should have left it at he died at war and that's Should've. why she moved home. That makes so much more sense. Okay, I just, I I am so angry with that part of the movie. It's like, why did you make it seem like he was dead? Yeah. Like, it actually wasn't even exciting to know that he was alive. It was more confusing. <laughs> yeah. You're like, why well, are... That now we're pissed. Then I'm like, why'd you... Why are you why'd talking you act like, like that? that? Yeah. It's like, why do you need a job so bad? Shouldn't you've been living off the military income for most of your life? When she's reading Ethan the story, Ethan goes, 
dad used to do this like everything is like he's dead he's dead he's dead oh he's, he's alive he's, he's alive. actually he's actually just injured and he's just recovering in a hospital injured. also perfectly safe because she had her little meltdown and she's like i just think he's gonna come home and be different like very valid argument but also like she's like i just want him home safe he's safe he is he's safe in a hospital like thank goodness because the story was that an ied blew up in front of the truck in front of him and that he ended up getting pinned under by that other truck and that's what happened i'm like he could have been in the first one like let's just let's put it into perspective gretchen he could have been in the first one goodness gracious that really made me mad and now i'm like really heated because you know we have we've had two brothers in the army yeah and one of them was in a similar situation where like he was in he was on like the back of the convoy and like the front got hit with an IED and he knew people there and it was very stressful for him. Yeah. And you know, he's dealing with it. I'm like and we know the thankfulness when they're home. You know, and they've had their problems afterwards, but they're home. Yeah. Don't act like they're dead. Be thankful that he's alive and well. Like he yeah, he's going to be a little bit changed. Gretchen, he went to war. Yeah. I think that they were trying to give her, like, a more human element by, like, showing her stress and anxiety. But honestly, it just made us even more mad at her. Yeah. Just, like, everything that, like, just, like, so happened to fall into place. Mm-hmm. Like, it was all really, like, Ethan's letter was the only letter who didn't make it out of the bag. Yeah. And then you're telling me Melissa, a store manager, only notices the letter on the floor like a week later? Excuse me, when I was managing a store, I saw any thread on the floor and I was picking it up. Like, also, how does Bruce, like, have the strings to get him home earlier? Like, how did he, he convince the random- German doctors to sign off on it? Dude, he was some random dude in the military. And Melissa goes up to him. I heard you served. Like, can you help me out with this? Like, trying to get Gretchen's husband home. Like, what? Um, I don't know if you know how the military works, but there's a lot of people in it. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, it's so, so crazy. Yeah. I feel like... Any other qualms I have, I can add it into the characters. Yeah. Okay, main characters. Just so we're on the same page. I think we have the same ones, but who are your main characters? Gretchen and Melissa. Yep, same. Um, I was generous again. I feel like I can go lower for this one, and I might if we keep talking about it. Um, Gave him three candy canes out of five. Mm -hmm. But I think I'm going to change that because of Gretchen to 2.5 yeah i gave them two candy canes out of five that's fair um because of both of them (laughs) honestly yeah i i still think two candy canes is very generous yeah i'm gonna stick with the 2.5 but yeah um i mean we kind of talked about gretchen like making your husband seem like he's dead like over dramatic like how are you gonna make it you've been alone with your son um you actually moved home to be around family 
Yeah. So you actually have more support than you did have. And you're making it seem like you're going to, you guys are on the verge of starvation and, you know, you really need this job. But then you're so picky. You like want to be a teacher, but there's no teaching jobs because you went to the smallest freaking town. Yeah. So, yeah, of course, there's not going to be any teaching positions. My issues with Gretchen are at the very beginning. Why does she allow her, what, 10, 12-year-old try to befriend a 20-something-year-old? Yeah, and just constantly, like, lets him go back and forth. Yeah. She's, like, a not very present mom. Like, because he he just disappears and goes over to Melissa's house. And she's like, there you are. I'm like, you only have one child. Yeah. And it's just you in the house. Yeah. Quit freaking out about your okay husband. Yeah. Um, and then she always acts like she's totally fine. She's like, so nice, so calm. Like, oh, it's fine. It's whatever. And then she went in for her interview and she completely threw the receptionist under the bus. Yeah. She said, you need me because your current receptionist, she didn't greet me for 10 minutes. And during that time, three phone calls went unanswered. Yeah. And she's like, so much more work would get done if you hire me. And I was like, ma'am. Yeah. That was ruthless like you just cost somebody their job yeah (laughs) and then obviously can't stand how she speaks about her alive husband yeah i just felt like she was like too okay with being dragged into the whole melissa mess like if a landlord came to my door and was like well can you pass on the message i wouldn't be like i don't really know her i'm like this is not my job it's your job you need to come back I'm yeah. not going to tell someone that I just they met. Hadn't even, they actually hadn't met. They hadn't. She I, introduced herself. She said, I don't I don't know if we like met. Um, I'm Melissa. I live or Gretchen. I live next door. And also your mom's dead. Yeah. <laughs> I just moved into town. I'm not going to tell my neighbor that their parent died. That yeah. is not my job. Yeah. That is your job. Get it yeah. done. Yeah. No, literally. Like... <laughs> She was just like, so la di da di da everything's perfectly fine. My husband's dead! But he's alive. Like, she was a lot. Um, but then, speaking of a lot, Melissa. Melissa. She was in emotional train wreck. wreck. I have a note that said, Melissa cried almost every scene, every scene after finding out her mom died. No, legitimately. <laughs> And I think she hadn't cried in uh, 10 years. It, it just <laughs> came out. And the the character arc that happened so quickly. And then on top of that, hey, Ethan, let me just tell you about this drama that I'm going through. Like, at first I was telling you to get the heck out of my house. Like, don't ever look at me again. If you, if you breathe in my air, like, I'm just going to drop kick you or something. <laughs> um to oh my gosh ethan let me tell you about like yeah my mom left this note and i have a sibling out there and this is how i feel about it (laughs) i mean this poor kid is like getting dumped on with all this trauma also it is very concerning that the people that she can befriend are minors because it's ethan and her employee who's in high school dude (laughs) i know (laughs) this chick needs help she's she was 18 when she stood up to her mom and she never grew out of that no and i'm like this is concerning yeah and then she like literally talks to ethan like he 
is her therapist. <laughs> like, she's like, yeah, this this house. Speaking of her own self, like this house is a workaholic. You know, like <laughs> always thinks about work. It's pretty dim, and I'm like, and she goes, "That's the metaphor you're talking about, right?" He goes, "What's a metaphor?" <laughs> he goes, "I don't know what that is." I'm like, "Okay, this is just weird, bro. This is just weird." And then she gets mad at Gretchen when she finds out that her husband's alive. Because she's actually mad at herself. Yeah. For not knowing. Like, that was the dumbest. The dumbest ever, like, breakup yeah. in a movie. Ever. You know what's crazy also? Is, like, when they went to go meet Kay. She called her Aunt Kay. She goes, oh, that's my Aunt Kay. I don't even know if she remembers me. You call her Aunt Kay yeah dude like there was a relationship there even if you were (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm like how do you not know these people or how do you think that these people forgot about you like maybe you forgot about them but that doesn't mean that everybody sucks as much as you do okay and then when she got the news that gretchen was actually her sister Mm -hmm. melissa just like decides that it's news that she should share with her like that felt so weird. Yeah. She was like, how do you feel about this? Are you okay with this? Like, maybe you should have sat on it for a second. Or like, you know, <laughs> like talk to Gretchen's parents first or something. Yeah. Well, also like. And then also Gretchen, Gretchen took that so happily. She's like, I feel great. Like, that was our, that was my first time finding out that she was adopted. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like. Yeah, that's your reaction. Like, I'm so excited. I'm thrilled. Well, and also, Gretchen felt like she had the right to tell her mom about all of Melissa's problems. And, like, then Vivian didn't keep it to herself. Like, listen, you know what? Yeah, we all do that. We go and tell our... I tell my sister and my mom a lot of things. And I'm like, yeah, this is what's happening. You know, everyone does that. Yeah. But it is an unspoken rule that you do not share the information, especially with the person that it's about. Yeah, poor um, Melissa, while she's dealing with the grief of just finding out that her mom had passed, she walks into Betty's cafe, shop, whatever it is, and she's like, oh, you guys were talking about me, huh? yeah so awkward (laughs) this is so awkward but anyways we're getting off track with that they're weird okay anyways moving on to the next category (laughs) aesthetic this one was actually kind of higher for me um i gave it three and a half candy canes out of five and it it wasn't because it was super christmassy but there was something about what they did with like the set decorations like everyone's houses that they visited like it was like this eclectic clutter that i kind of like and Mm. it was just it was like homey and it transported me to a different time that i don't think fit 2015 or 2011 whichever one it was supposed to like cater to um Mm -hmm. 
one one of the things why i mentioned it like the book was made in 2011 if you noticed there wasn't any like iphones if there Mm. was like i i didn't see any that would be in 2015 so i was like oh it fit more of a 2011 like time period like before all of the electronics (laughs) that were like so advanced like you didn't have that so it just felt like i was in a different time than currently and it just I don't know. It really, aesthetically, I felt cozy, Mm. you know? Um, I didn't feel the same way. (laughs) Aesthetically, I did not enjoy it. Fair. (laughs) So I gave it 1.5 candy canes out of 5. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Honestly, the the background and the set and the decorations, they didn't really stand out to me Mm. that much, so I didn't notice it. Like, it just felt like, blah. To me, it was just, like, an everyday sort of look. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't intrigued. Um, but what I did notice and what I was mad about was their dang makeup. <laughs> that mm. eyeliner made me so mad. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, like, maybe let me let me try to give some grace. Like, maybe this is, like, 2008-ish. No, and then you told me it was 2015. Yeah. And that made me even more mad. And then still the book in 2011, I was like, eh, okay, maybe I could understand. No. Like, all of this looks like it was made in 2008. Yeah. Like, the pencil eyeliner that is the same thickness all across the lid. Yeah. Like, what? Okay. And then I would be okay with it if it was just like, that's what they chose to do. But no. Mm-hmm. At the end, at the festival, Gretchen is actually wearing liquid eyeliner and her makeup looks so good and her hair is curled and she looks like a normal person Mm -hmm. whereas like throughout the rest of the movie she just looks like a distraught widowed lady and she's not like she just i don't like how they dressed her yeah her hair was constantly the same and not pretty Mm -hmm. and like (laughs) melissa had the same ugly eyeliner (laughs) And then, like, lipstick that was too pink for her. I didn't enjoy it. Uh-huh. And, like, their outfits were just kind of, like, like I said, 2008-ish. Yeah. Not even 2015. Mm. And I was like, dude, what? And then it just, it really made me so mad at the end. When I saw Gretchen, I was like, oh, so you know how to use liquid eyeliner. Like, I made a note. I was like, now that you have... <laughs> Um, now that she has a younger sister, she knows how to do her hair and makeup, question mark. (laughs) Like, what? Yeah. It was just so sudden, and I was like, you look so good. Honestly, my score had nothing to do with costuming. I know, which is normally what your aesthetic score is. (laughs) I know. I, I honestly didn't even pay attention to it. I was just like... I really like this room. Like, I, I honestly, that's how I felt. I was like, I really like this room. I really like that room. Oh, like, it just feels different. I will agree, though. It didn't feel like anything like 2010 and beyond. It felt like earlier than that, like mm-hmm. 2001. Mm. Like, that's the vibe that I got. Yeah. I definitely think that this was, like, the only redeeming score that I gave it. Um <laughs> foreshadowing for the other two categories everybody (laughs) and it was just because of the set 
Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. So next category, overall Christmas cheer. I gave it 2.5 candy canes out of 5. I gave it 2.5 candy canes out of 5 as well. Okay, great. To me, it was just kind of like the decorations, I wouldn't say was anything spectacular Mm -hmm. as far as Christmas cheer goes. Like, yeah. Her pathetic little tree in her house with that, the way that they put up that popcorn garland really, (laughs) really made me so angry. She. I'm mad. My blood is boiling. <laughs> Let's just put it into perspective. Melissa couldn't have been more than like five seven, and this tree like came up to her armpits. Yeah, it was sad. It was so sad. Okay, but the way that they put on the popcorn garland, she took the middle of the garland, and put it on the top of the tree. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who puts the middle of a garland? On the top, and then you have to work around that? Yeah. That was disgusting. I literally put the vomit emoji next to it. <laughs> um, I just thought that it was actually a really sad movie. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, where I was like, oh, Gretchen is taking time out of her holiday to help Melissa. It... There were so many other things about it that I was like, it's just, it doesn't feel like, like Gretchen helping Melissa didn't feel like she wanted to do it out of her own good, like her own personal conviction. Like, yeah, it wasn't like Elizabeth in time for him to come home for Christmas. It was... I got thrown into this and then I made the polite offer to help mm-hmm. and then I got sucked in. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the vibe that I got. So it wasn't like it was very much like like giving, you know, yeah. kind of like I got sucked in and then, yeah, they became friends afterwards and we found out that they were sisters. Um, cool. Just didn't feel very Christmassy. It didn't put me in the mood. Yeah. I think, like, quite literally, my only note as far as, like, anything Christmassy goes was the popcorn garland. Like, there was nothing else really Christmassy except it was set around Christmas. They were obsessed with her husband coming home for Christmas. And, like, they decorated Melissa's house. I will give it to Ethan, though. I think Ethan was the only one that was, like, Christmas-oriented. Yeah. Like, he would bring Melissa Christmas cookies. He's like, these, these help me make me feel better. And then he saw that she was sad. And he's like, oh, well, decorating makes me feel better. Let's decorate. And then he's like... I was going to say most of my score came from Ethan. Because yeah. he was, like, constantly like, oh, Christmas this, Christmas that. And, like, he had more of a heart of, like, giving although it came off very weird um he had like much more of a heart for giving the only reason that my score was what it is two and a half candy canes was simply because of like the feeling and mostly from ethan yeah i agree nothing else (laughs) okay and last category 
Supporting characters. Who are your supporting characters that you're looking at? I mean, uh, probably Vivian, Phil, Betty, um, Ethan. That's mainly it. Yeah. I agree. I didn't write anything under the supporting characters. I just gave him one candy cane out of five. (laughs) (laughs) My score is also one candy cane out of five. Because they were trash. Trash. (laughs) Um, Again, I'm still mad at Vivian because honestly, um, I, I live with two mothers. Your mother, mom is obviously our mother. Mm-hmm. And like the awareness that you guys have to things going on in your kid's life, like if one of us were to be adopted and was on this journey with this girl trying to find her sibling that was adopted, I feel like that would register in your head like ding, ding, ding. Hey. This would be around the time you were born. Maybe we should focus on you. Yeah, like maybe we should try to find your original birth certificate or like... And then Phil is no better because he's just living in his own world, like not even showing an interest. I learned how to cook for you. Like what? (laughs) Like they're so obsessed with each other. I'm like, why'd you get divorced in the first place? Yeah. Like get over yourselves. Yeah. Side note about Phil... (laughs) <laughs> Do you remember when they were at the table? <laughs> this is making me laugh because I know our dad listens to these. But you remember when he's at the table and he's standing there? And she's like, when would you learn how to cook? You never cooked for me. And he stands there and he points like this and he goes, well, why would I cook when I have the best chef in the world cooking for me? It looked exactly like Padre. Like, he yeah. would stand there like that with his arm out like this. I have the I have the best woman right here. <laughs> like, I was, like, seeing him stand like that and putting his arm out like that. I was, like, so many instances of our dad standing there like that. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> um, but, yeah, other than that, Phil and Vivian, they were just distractions. But then Ethan was literally the most annoying child I've ever seen. He was very nosy. He was so annoying. Like, he just runs up to Melissa at the beginning of the movie. I would be annoyed, too. Absolutely. He basically walks into her house like, hi, we're here. Like, he literally won't shut up. And she's like, can I just get my groceries inside, please? I just worked for 12 hours and then went to a grocery store. Like, please leave me alone. Yeah. And And then he just keeps going to her house. And he's just like eavesdropping on his mom on the phone. And then he acts brand new whenever his mom is like, your dad's not coming home for Christmas. Yeah, no. And then like he kind of was a little gaslighty with his mom, you know, making her feel bad. You just said he was doing great. Why isn't he coming home? Like, well, dad used to do it this way. Like, how long has your dad been gone, dude? Yeah. Yeah, like no supporting character really helped. No. So that's like why I didn't give them a high score. But also like any score that I would have given them that was any higher completely dropped because of Ethan. Like he was just so annoying. Every time he was on the screen, I was like, 
okay, dude. Yeah. I'm over you. And he was kind of creepy. <laughs> he was creepy. I'm so sorry if you're the actor and you, like, for some reason listen to this. Not thinking that we're ever going to be big enough for you to listen. Like, hopefully. But I'm so sorry. But I'm just going to hope that that was not your best work. <laughs> um, yeah. Because that was a little uncomfy. So I have a total for the Christmas note of 12 and a half candy canes out of 25. And I have a total of 10 candy canes out of 25. And that gives us an average of 11 and a quarter candy canes out of 25. But we have the crunch factor. Yikes. Yeah, like this yikes. is what, this one's going to be a yikes, guys. <laughs> like there's no dun da da for this one because uh, there's no mystery. <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't even be, like, excited or create suspense. Like, I'm just so sorry. <laughs> um, I gave it a cringe factor of 2.5 icicles out of 5. Okay, I gave it 2 icicles out of 5. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think I, again, I think that was a being very kind with my cringe factor because mm-hmm. I think I could have gone a lot more aggressive mm-hmm. because um, if I'm being honest, this entire movie was so cringy. <laughs> there yeah. was just not too much that wasn't cringy. Yeah, it just, I mean, everything was so overly dramatic. Yeah, I think honestly that whole aspect of <laughs> Like, this isn't related to the cringe factor, but I've just been stewing on it. I think that whole aspect of, like, the military in this movie and, like, what they did with it was just so inaccurate, and it really made me very mad. Yeah, it it did, because... Because it almost seems like you just threw it in there for, like, the heartfelt moment, and, like, that's not just something to just use for a movie because people actually deal with this Mm -hmm. and like yeah people handle it differently like this could be a very accurate representation for someone's wife maybe but like it didn't feel that way that like that's what they were trying to do it felt like they were just trying to like get people emotional and like the military and somebody serving our country is not an excuse to like make somebody feel emotional towards a movie yeah and i think like because again one of our brothers had an experience that was kind of similar to what her husband went through except he didn't get injured it's like it's almost disrespectful in the fact that he would he would have been excited for his men to have come home even Mm -hmm. if they were injured Mm -hmm. he would have been excited for them to have come home that's what he would wish for and the fact that you're treating it like the end of the world because he's just recovering in a hospital right now Mm -hmm. i yeah no made me mad yeah okay anyways we gotta get off that topic get off the train back to the cringe (laughs) and a little lighter um there was just so much like even just the editing and the shots of the movie like <laughs> the whenever... slow pan to like zoom in on 
Melissa's face while she's crying. Yeah, that was just dumb. But whenever she like Gretchen goes to tell Melissa about the news and about the key, uh-huh. and Melissa closes the door, and Gretchen just like holds the key out in her hand, and like that's all we see on the screen is her hand holding the key. That's for about three seconds, and then she closes it. <laughs> you know what it is? Why didn't she? Why didn't she take the key? I've always wondered that. Why did she take the note but not the key? Why didn't she say, "Here's the key. You forgot it." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay back to gretchen (laughs) okay that flashback so like this is the other thing that made it seem like he was dead um oh my gosh i didn't even think of that yeah the the flashback so the flashback is she goes back to when she was pregnant with ethan and he they're outside you know enjoying nature you know all this stuff and then he like comes and wraps she's holding her belly and he comes and wraps his arms around her over her hands and they're all they're both looking down and they're like i'm so excited for this baby boy and then pans back to current time and she's just like tearing up and it was another thing that made me think he was dead honestly like what was it that made her have that flashback I think it was just randomly put in there i think it was just randomly put in there but was- also okay speaking the flashback though uh-huh it looked lip-dubbed. Like, they didn't look like they were speaking. It looked like those movies, you know, when it's, like, in a different language. Yeah. And then there's English, like... Dubbing? Yeah, English dubbing. And their lips are, like, not lining up with the sound. Yeah. That's kind of what it felt like to me for some reason. I was like, what's going on here? Yeah. We got to cut four and a half candy canes from our total... Now the Christmas note has a total of six and three quarter candy canes out of 25. Yeah. Not our lowest, but no. also definitely down there. Down there. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That movie was trash. <laughs> like, I didn't enjoy it. So anyways, tune in next week. We're still in our Miracles of Christmas category. It will be our third movie in the category. Where we follow a woman and her son after her husband has been MIA in the military, presumed dead. But weird things start to happen and surprises start to pop up. Hmm. This is Christmas bedtime stories. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. Anyways, I'm Amanda. And I'm Adriana. Have Have a holly jolly day. day. Bye. Bye.